Let me say a very pleasant good afternoon to a gentleman that I haven't seen for a long time. Attorney at law, Veerbrother Brother Third, Chairman of the True Labor Party. Good afternoon, my friend. How are you? Good afternoon, Dave. Good afternoon, Antigua and Barbuda. So good to be on your program. How is the family? The family is doing well. Okay. All is well so far. All is well. Yeah. How have you been, Veer? Well, I've been busy. I got back on, on down in Antigua on the 10th of February. By the 12th, I was on the picket lineup by the Ministry of Education. Mm. Last week, I had a few minutes um, at the Faithful Nationals meeting up by the old Parliament building. Mm. And we will be holding another press um, protest action this week, Thursday. Protest action? Yes. We'll this be, week? We'll be protesting this week, the Faithful Nationals. I just came from a meeting of the Coordinating Committee. And we have agreed to hold picket thursday the 28th of february down by thames um, heritage key and so, this isn't this is regarding to global ports in regards to global ports in regards to the deluxe sale in regards to or the deluxe purchase i mean and in regards to the ebook deluxe it has been sold have they finalized or the, or potential sale oh i just yeah. want to know if it's final hopefully we can can avoid because one time i heard it was sold and then they were going to rent and then rent and then I back to sale no one is so, lowered from eight million to six billion it's like the six, six million, million six million dollar man six million dollar man yeah uh, uh how is true labor party true labor party is doing well well i was off action um charlene was really holding the fort and she met with the faithful nationals or what became known as the faithful nationals and then they informed me while abroad um i think they actually meet this i came i left the meeting to come here okay right i think they're over there um first vice year lionel nelwood is over there mm -hmm. still mm -hmm. planning our protest okay action with the rest of the um the faithful nationals so bef before i get into politics I, mm -hmm. I i don't know if it's uh permitted for me to speak about something that may be still in the hands of the court but i've heard you've got the ward uh, you you want a case yeah that was in regards to another protest action about what six years ago six years yeah that was in um that was the 22nd of january 2013 when the lone wolf picked outside newgate street um shows toys and gifts mm -hmm. and then policeman flex on me cup of cough and what were slap. you picketing for we we're picketed um against the daddy power plant purchase Dadly Pope, but, but that, that was during the UPP time. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's that long ago. Okay. Um, and yeah, police flex on me, cup of cough, slap, punch, threw me in the cell. 30 hours, they've mosquitoes and feces and urine. And it's just, it was, a, that is a dungeon, Dave. So you sued? Yes, we sued. I mean, they, I was charged twice, you know, after the first six months and the day before the charge um, gets thrown out or you can't charge them. And I cut it on proceeded the matter after six months, the limitation period. And same day, I got another charge mm -hmm. when he almost fell out. That was thrown out in the magistrate's court. But at that point in time, I was just sitting back and drinking some tea and taking my time to draft my lawsuit against the state mm -hmm. and its agents, the, the police officer who was involved. Um, back and forth. Also, Jim Galloway. I, I yeah, drafted the late two. Jim Galloway. The late Jim Galloway. Two separate lawsuits. One for him and one for myself. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, Jim passed away about two years after that. So his lawsuit died a natural death, you could say. Um, there was nobody to carry it forward. But I did I did hear or read that because you were victorious. In yes, after, after, after five years. Um, actually, they, we won the case March of last year. Mm -hmm. So it's almost a year now we won the case. What you heard is when we got the assessment. The assessment was done sometime in late October of last year. Mm -hmm. And it was assessed to be over, it's 
with interest and everything now is over $180,000. So you were paid? Not a cent up to now. <laughs> yeah, but that was an assessment. Was there any yeah. forward movement after the assessment? For after you to be the paid? assessment, my my lawyer wrote to the AG's office and telling them, well, you know, you were in court, you know that we is owed his money. And no, no sensible response but did you get a response we got a response it was yeah. basically say oh you didn't file your your order i did file the order but they probably didn't read the file mm. so we said okay then well we're not going to write back to tell you or call you to tell you that we did file our order and is already affidavit of service that was filed and such a such a time in front of who we filed it and served it upon mm. you tell the court you didn't get served the order even though you're in court by the time our civil procedure rules tell us that once you're in court and you're aware of a court order you don't have to wait to get served with a copy of the order. You act upon it. That's you are, the law. You are physically present in court. That right. is what the civil procedure book is, a blue book that we govern ourselves by how we conduct our procedures in court. Mm -hmm. So based on that alone, having an order in front of you doesn't mean anything. So you have to go back to court? No. Um, that is, you see, when you win your case, Dave, right? You're assessing, you already have... You won the case, and you won your assessment, and the figure that you settle upon plus interest is. Is accurate. it settled upon with a judge? It was, um, it was from the master Jan Drysdale. Okay, master is um, bigger than the judge. No, the master is the one you go to for us for most matters. Mm -hmm. um, if it's not a fixed date claim, you go the the master is more the master of the rules, as they call it okay. in in the United Kingdom. Mm -hmm. Basically, the master steers the matter. It's the first time. You go in front of the court, you go to a master for the directions of how witness statements and listing questionnaire and how many witnesses are going to come forward and pre-trial review. They get the matter prepared for the trial for the judge. Mm -hmm. But um, many um, great people have been masters, you know, Lord Denning in, in the United Kingdom, one of the most famous judges in the world. He, I think, demoted himself. He was a judge, but he went to become a master of the rules because he wanted to have the first bite of the cases oh. so he could develop his brand of law which okay. become the norm now okay you understand so yes yeah, so we, we got our judgment and we got our assessment done october of last year it's been a year almost a year march no we haven't received a cent so we carry them to the next stage that's judgment summons that's called enforcement now mm -hmm. and enforcement stage is basically the judge will ask you when are you going to make the payments so, Mr. Bird. That's so, on Wednesday. That's Wednesday this week. So, so okay. So, that's going on. So, we, we mm. leave that alone. Yeah. Uh, you've been out of Antigua for a while, but uh, out, of, out of Antigua does mean two months. Okay. Yeah. Relatively, uh, for you, it's a long time because yeah. uh, you're an attorney at law in Antigua and Barbuda. Yeah. Uh, some of the things that are happening in Antigua, what concerns you most? We, we heard about uh, the earbooks. The earbooks. E you yeah. just spoke about uh, the deluxe. Uh, cinema, you also spoke about the port. Yes. And uh, the picketing. So you pick it. Uh, but what is it that's troubling to you, not only as a politician, but as an attorney at law? But I say, even before, scratch the attorney at law, as a father, mm. the children, I am concerned about those ebooks. What is it all about? Because what we heard, they were touting it before the 2014 election as one of the policies that they would have put forward. And this was going to give the children in Antigua and Barbara advantage over the other islands because it was technologically advanced and this is the future, the 21st century way of educating the youth. But, Dave, it's not only about the scandal, whatever happened with Michael Brown and this and who signed off on that, but it's the fact that a generation of these kids from one, first form to fifth form have been deprived 
of this advantage that they're supposed to get. Remember, this is supposed to be already implemented over three years ago. No, this is one of the first plans that they got when they got into office. So you got first form, nothing happened. Second form, nothing happened. Third form, nothing happened. Nothing looks like it's going to happen. But you've paid the money. So nobody got anything. Dave, you have to realize now, I look at one of these e-books, and you, you have a cell phone, and you buy the cell phone, brand new, and you're using it for a year, then it gradually starts to slow down, it starts to crash, it stops working optimally. It's designed that way for you buy it's another one. That is the same thing with these e-books. Yeah. So if this, these e-books are three years old, where are they going with this e Even if they get the software sorted out, $300 or $80 or whatever, the, the hardware is already outdated. Where are you going to go implement a program with outdated technology now? So they basically, to me, this government is going to have to scrap all those e-books that they had in storage or they gave or call them back in and go and get another set now. So more money will have to be spent. I don't know. You see what happened is it's a software. They update the software so often, upgrade it and so on. The older equipment hardware cannot read that software or it, it, it get glitches if it's not the latest model. So even that, the Ministry of Education needs to be addressed. How are you going to implement the next couple of years of children using an e-book, which is technology, which is three or four, five, six years old? And in today's uh, technology, yeah. it's old. It's old. Mm. It's old. Everything, anything over probably two years. I mean, it's it's pretty ancient right now. But but, but within your quarters, did you get any reason uh, why we up to this day that we don't have those things? Pardon me. What was the question? content of the the ebook? Uh, is there any reason why we don't have content in the ebooks? The content on, on for the three years that they have it. Yes. Whatever they had in it. I have no idea why. I just think that they did not plan it properly. And one thing I will say is that I do remember when the Labour Party was in opposition, they used to knock the, the, the school meal program. And remember, they used to say, oh, it's only a few schools have it. It's not all the schools, all the secondary schools. But in hindsight, you have to commend them, the UPP, because that was a pilot program. So you could say that they, that is what they should have done with the e-books. They should have two or three schools and see the, the, the shortcomings of, of implementing this new technology in the school before you go buy for all the schools and nobody can use them. If they had, per, if they had it in two or three schools for a year, see how the technology works with the staff and the students and what they need to implement to make it better. And they can cut costs here or they can um, provide better schooling or education-wise technique-wise with this, the teachers having it in hand practically. That is the way they should have gone. And that is the way they did the, the school meal program. They implemented it piecemeal. This whole broad, we're going to educate them has been a failure. And when you have such a, a, a big failure of policy, who is going to stand up and say, I take the blame? And what is the punishment for failing a whole generation of a one to fifth form of students in not getting this technology to them? You can't say, oh, we just made a mistake. Uh, go and try again. It's millions of dollars have been wa wasted. That is my biggest concern as a father. And I believe it's, it's like everybody in society has children or nephews or nieces or grandchildren or somebody you know that was affected by this e-book scandal or just incompetence. And it needs to be addressed. But but I, I would like to believe, though, that uh, when they thought about it, that uh, they had good intentions. Well, everybody they said the, the, the path to hell is lined with good intentions. Mm. So maybe we're going to hell with this e-book. 
What, what was that again? The part to what? The part to hell is lined with good intentions. Oh. Everybody have good intentions, no, but they are like how it ended up. The, the children are in hell. They, they, they put them in, at a disadvantage. And the taxpayers at a, at a cost for nothing. Now, you're, you're here in, on the landscape in Antigua and Barbuda, and you just mentioned the port. Yes. And uh, the deal with the global ports. Yes. I can't get into too much of the, de- the deal as often. I don't really know the... I haven't read the, the contract or what was the draft of the contract in any detail. Mm. However, I do know from where I stand, I thought the idea that we were going along is that maybe this would have been understandable and acceptable in the 50s or the 60s or even the 70s. But we are supposedly spending so much on educating the next generation that we, when they come home, they will be able to take up these positions and manage your own port because we're supposedly a sovereign black country. But it seems to me that instead of us managing, taking on more of our sovereignty and managing internally our own ports, our own airports, we're giving it to somebody else. After all that education, after we got associated statehood in 67, which is the real date I look at, I don't think independence is as important. 81 is as important as 67. Because since 67, I think it's the 28th. It's actually almost to the day, the, 20, the 27th of February, 1967. We were associated state. We were managing our own internal affairs. So we were governing ourselves since 67. When you look at independence, independence just merely meant that you, your own external affairs, you can become part of the UN and international bodies. But it's really from 67, I look as we are in control of, our, of this island, this rock. And we are saying now, after 50 years, 52 years, that we need to bring in uh, <laughs> somebody to manage our port. It's, it's, um, it's a disgrace. What is the purpose of educating your young to come home to do what? To watch somebody else manage your port? I don't know. They said they don't have any money. Understandable. The finances are tight all over the world. But they touted this CIP program as, as creating a billion dollars in revenue. Did I hear correctly that the people who are with uh, the global ports yes. are looking to borrow money locally or they're, looking, they're, they're trying to get monies to develop this project? That is one of, the, one of the articles I read. I don't remember if it was Observer or where, where it was online. I saw that in the entire article, and it stuck out to me. They say they're going to borrow from the local banks. Well, I don't think all, but uh, when I heard that, uh, I was said, but I thought if someone can come in and borrow from a local bank, why couldn't we, the local people, get it from our local, local banks, banks to, to, to develop to, the port? To develop our the port. port. Mm-hmm. That is what I know also. I, I but know. if you're borrowing my money yes. to take my property, that doesn't sound right. No, these are supposed to be investors in your country. Yeah, but they're supposed they, to be coming with their money. There's something in there that says. Yeah. There's something in there that says that they are going to. Remember, this deal mm-hmm. is still hinged on the fact that they'll have to raise the funds for this global poor deal. Yeah. They don't have the money. I don't believe they do. No, but but no. If you're telling me you have to give me until a period of six months <laughs> to raise this money. What did we sign? What is it that was signed? I don't know. You're the lawyer. I, I, as I said, I, did, I haven't gotten into the, the full details of the contract, but I did see the article where they said they're going to seek money from the local banks. 
And that should be a red line to everybody. That can't be normal. You cannot tell me you're inviting somebody, an investor, to manage your port. Maybe I read or I heard wrong. Using your money to go and finance what they plan to do with your port. But I like to give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe I read wrong or I heard wrong. But that, to me, is I thought oh, with a project like this, these folks are going to bring in foreign money and uh, it's in our, our, our waterfront. Yeah, and, and the problem is it's, it's a venture. If they're not putting up their own cap- capital, then if they're using the local man's capital, suppose it does not pan out and no, it but, is not successful. But my successful. question to you, my if question... If it is not successful, what my, happened no, to No, no, my money? question to you, not bef- if they do not raise the funds, yeah. what happened to the project? I have no idea. Because within that, uh, whatever it is, memorandum of understanding, yes. that they will have to give, be given a time frame to raise this fund. And I, if I'm remembering right, I think it just says in the latter part of 2019. I remember something like that. But Dave, isn't this these sort of contract contracts with the government? Shouldn't they go to tender? Shouldn't they be able to to barter between several interested parties to get the best deal for Antigua and Barbuda? Is it only global port manages ports throughout the world? Why couldn't they set up a, a um, advertisement or something like that internationally to invite people to tender for this for this management of our ports? Just to say they went out and negotiate one person, it makes it sound like if Global Ports is the only person or only company that does this sort of management. I believe that is wrong. They're supposed to be seeking out the best deal. You can't say you're going to to negotiate with Global Ports alone and we struck a hard bargain with them because there's nobody else. You always want to, to bargain with a leverage. And the leverage should have been, to me, is that, well, we don't like this term. And they are given. They they are going to willing to take out that term. The other people that we that uh, that they may go out to tender to, the other people who will strike out that clause. When you say only negotiated with one um, company, but maybe it's one that we've heard of. Maybe but they've done with others. Dave, all of this should be public knowledge. Mm. If it had gone to the tenders board, mm. all of this should have been public knowledge. As you say, we don't know. It's something that is going for over thirty years, and we don't know at the end of the day, what will be signed or what actual injection of cash will be put into Antigua and Barbuda to develop this port. That's a problem. So I am not in support of this global port deal. I believe that I But would wouldn't you want to read the whole thing before you come to that assessment? No, 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 no. You see, Because what remember you just told me you don't know the intricacies that, of that the deal. That is correct, Dave. Mm-hmm. But you, you talk about um, the best... Um, the best predictor of, of future behavior is past behavior. I know these guys. People change. I know what what the, the level of incompetence. No, people have changed. I know the level of co- incompetence from the world boss down, right? So I just know in my heart. We're speaking of they're intelligence. Go, they're going to bumble this deal up but, and they're going to come and sell it as something good. But Mr. Bird, Mr. <laughs> yes. Bird, we are dealing with intelligent, experienced politicians. And that means what? It means that I want to give them the benefit of the doubt that they're capable of bringing something. I gave them the benefit of the doubt with the e-book. I gave them the benefit of the doubt with the e-book, and I, I don't see any e-book. Hey, you see how heavy them something? You could actually use one of those e-books to, to do bench press, you know. Those, that is not no high technology or something just light and, and you put in their pocket. Those children will, will be getting some serious back pain if they carry those e-books to school, you know. 
No, but yeah. I thought the 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 ebook says to prevent those things from you carrying that, a heavy load. That ebook are you is, exaggerating? No, I'm not you, exaggerating. I don't think the thing is those that heavy. ebooks are heavy. Listen, I'd rather my child carry an ordinary book. You probably take off five pounds off off the weight of his book bag. So, so we, we take a commercial break for you or something else. Thank you for staying with us. Uh, Veer Bird, the third chairman of True Labour Party, is with us this afternoon. And a member of the Faithful Nationals. We all remember. You know, I'm glad you said that. Yes. Veer, how difficult would it be mm-hmm. from where you sit? And I know you and I have had this conversation <clears throat> long before the last election of coming together the political parties in Antigua and Barbuda. There's nothing wrong with that. But Dave, you know, um, Wilma Daniel and I came on your show at least once. Mm-hmm. And we have been in discussions but for, they say talk is cheap. for years. But they say talk is It's cheap. not just because faithful nationals came off the ground. No, we've been talking to the UPP for years. And you speak to everybody. You have a common goal. You have to see common ground and build from there. So you're not adverse to the fact that if it means that the political, the opposition parties coming together, you are not against this. But Dave, you know that. We've said this before on the yeah, radio. Yeah, but you and I, you and I, no, but, but it's said, a different... We've this, said that before. It's been, times have changed. Time, you don't remember, Dave. Say so you don't no, remember. No, 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 I'm not saying we haven't done so. I'm saying <laughs> times have changed. We would have spoken about something then, but that does not mean that, the, 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 of course, the mindset and uh, the way you think about certain things is the same. No, it's the same from there. We always spoke to the UPP. We speak to everybody. We have. But no I was problem. not just speaking about UPP now. I'm yeah. speaking about a coming together of all the political uh, opposition the opposition parties. Yes. Well, we have been the True Labour have been speaking to the UPP for at least three, four years, just after the 2014 election, mm-hmm. and basically the, the the feedback we got was say it has to be something that is a natural bond. It's mm-hmm. not something that you just Okay, we want to get rid of, you, of ALP, so we're just going to join up and get rid of them, and then we get into office, and we fight and have war mm. amongst ourselves. So mm. we look at it, it's like you may have to go in and have to trust and understand and, and see, feel out each other, and it will become a, a natural bond. Because that is what the United Progressive Party did to unseat the, the Labour Party. Yeah, back in 2004. And four. Yeah, but that's what we've done. It takes time. It's, it's a glue. Yeah, the concrete has to settle. It has to dry. Mm. So, um, we say you're not opposed to those things. We've never been, and we had this discussion. It just don't. It's, it's been three or four years now, but it, we did mention these things on your program. But many, many of uh, your members have joined other parties, and that is a good thing. That okay. is democracy. Yeah. We have no problem. So, so this is my question to you is now. Yeah, is that. Where do we sit? Because we may talk about opposition parties coming together. Yeah. What happened if the Antigua Labour Party wants to inc- include some of the opposition party? In the, true Labour? Yeah. yeah true not, Labour anyway. Well, I, I, I can guarantee you what? where Charlene Warner Samuel stands and Via Connell Bird III stands. Mm-hmm. That is not going to happen. But you were members of the you Labour people, Party. You but you were a member of the members of the Labour Party. I you, Dalso, and uh, Charlene's and, and husband. And, and Dayton. Yeah. Yeah. But what happened if they decide that? As I mentioned at the meeting last week, Thursday. I wasn't there. So tell right. me what happened. I did mention to them that I joined at um, ALP 2005. And by 2013, I was gone. And I do not intend to go back in this lifetime. True labor is it for me. 
win, lose, or draw. That's the bottom line. I believe Charlene is of the same sentiment. Now, other people may feel that they can hitch their, their wagon to another buggy or whatever, another horse, to get them to the goalposts. But we did not get into politics just to win. It's either we win to make a positive change in the politics of Antigua and Barbuda, the people can reject us and say they don't want positive change and they like the status quo. That is not on us. That is on them. They will suffer the consequences. So we got continue going down the road where we feel comfortable. So at the point now that uh, you figure that you can be in a better position if uh, the opposition parties come together, you would not be against it. Dave, we've, you asked me the same question. I, I need to it's know. been three, four years because since you, you answered this. Because you just told me that the true Labour Party <laughs> yes. is, is who you're with. Yes, there's always a coalition possible. But okay. um, joining, joining another political organization, I don't see that happening for me. Dalso left, went to DNA. Greg left and went to UPP. I think Vaughn Connor, I saw him on a poster for... He's with UPP. Yeah, he's with UPP. Mm-hmm. God be with them. I mm-hmm. wish them all the very best. Mm-hmm. This is where I stand. Every man walk his own path in life. This is a beautiful part for me, Charlene, and our members. We are right where we are. Right simple, where you are. Simple and plain. Okay. Yeah. But there's still hopefulness for joining yeah. together. Yes, we as I said, we, we are coordinating with the, the, the UPP, the BPM, the, the movement and all of the movement is not a political party. No, but I mean they are Concerned citizens, yeah. the activists, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. we work with them. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you said another match is coming up this week? What, pardon me? Another uh, picket yeah, is a, coming a, up this week? A picket week? is coming up this week on the, what's it, the 28th, Thursday, down at Heritage Key mm-hmm. against the Global Pork Holding mm-hmm. Limited Company, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I believe that it needs to be done. It needs to, not that we are opposed to having a port come in and manage at this point in time, because you say you don't have the money, you don't squander the, the $1 billion. But they did? Squander the $1 billion in five years' time. Did they get a billion dollar? They touted it that they sold that many passports. I don't think they got a billion dollars. Hey, speak to Max speak mm. to the world boss. Mm. They're the ones that kept saying it on the radio and touting how they're beating it just like King Kong. You remember when King Kong on top of the Empire State Building? And he just beat off his chest. That's we, the movie. <laughs> we raised... Well, this, That's the movie. That was reality to me. It's more reality than what Max and world boss was saying. Mm. Right? They're beating their chest saying they raised a billion dollars. Tell me what you, you have to show for it. Now you're saying you don't have any money to, to, to develop your own port after you spend a billion dollars on what? That is the reality we are facing. You understand? But yeah, there will be a protest this Thursday, the 28th of February, 9 o'clock sharp. And we keep going till 12. 9 a.m.? 9 a.m. Till 12 noon. 12 what noon. are some of the other things that are troubling true labor here in Antigua and Bobby? We just had a budget presentation. I re- I, Dave, I'm so opposed to hearing these budgets because every year... You hear people who support the government say, oh, it's the best budget that we ever had. Then you'll hear other people say, in opposition, it's the worst budget we ever had. I would just say, my experience in knowing these people or being associated with that organization, I know these people, and they're up to no good. That is the bottom line. After you said you raised a billion dollars in revenues, now you're saying that you may have to go and increase the ABST? 
increase their BSD? Yes, that's what the Prime Minister said um, today or yesterday, or it was an article in the papers, that they're going to have to increase ABSD. You said that you what more less less taxes was it more more jobs more investment less taxes or something like that was was the um, the slogan for the 2014 election. So it's 2019. You have five years to have less taxes. Now you're saying you're going to put on more taxes. It's not it's not a a benefit to the poor people in Antigua and Barbie. Going down this road here, it's more like a make believe, right? I believe. A lot of poor people, a lot of people at work with gravit straws and looking for hope somewhere you'll get something to improve your lot in life and that of your family. And uh, everybody needs a job. You, f you feel proud when you're making some sort of income and you know you can manage your money and live a certain way. Another name I like, I, the best word I, I say to, the, to, to define a man, you know, the second best word after you, you say we are men is provider. You provide for your family. You provide for your kids. That is something that is that jobs should be a, a right. You should be able to find work in your country of birth, some way, shape, or form. People grab for stores when you hear 500 houses in 500 Look, days. Where, where I've heard conversation yeah. where there's not enough uh, skilled workers in Antigua and Barbuda because skilled. there's so much work that's going on. Where are these jobs? But I'm just saying that they said they had to bring in, we think of the Royalton. Yes. And then that they had to bring in people from outside of Antigua and Barbuda. Right. Because the skill set that was needed, everybody was working. What I understand with that project is that the skill set is here in Antigua and Barbuda. Mm. But they don't want to pay for that skill at the price. That's the way? That, that, at the price that the Antigua, we charge for that work in Antigua. Mm. They don't pay at that rate. So they go to another man's country and bring other workers who work for less. That's the way it is? That is what I heard. They can come and dispute what, I, what I'm just telling you. But I've heard from several people who are working down there and know what is going on. So it's not they because went, of lack of skilled labor? It's, it's the not cost because of, the of lack of skill in Antigua and Barbuda. Antiguan workers are accustomed to getting a certain rate. And they, as capitalists as they are, feel that they could save money by going out, getting um, external work for foreign workforce and bringing them here to do the job that the Antiguans could do. That is the reality that I have heard. Mm. And that sounds more to, to me like that is what happened. Because then I was saying, if we, if we, we can't find uh, skilled workers in Antiguan Barbuda, if everybody's working, that's the good news. Yeah. Unfortunately, Dave, as I said, the best prediction of future behavior is past behavior. Those guys are up to no good. And that is the reality that we're facing. So we need to get rid of them. Plain and simple. Time yeah, for them to go. Yeah, but they were elected for a five-year term, you know? Yes, but I mean, that is what we're working on. By the next time we come around, they will be gone. They will be gone. Kind of quiet, man. I don't like that. that empty space there. You're, no, so, you're so shocked at what I'm saying there. No, I mean, not that I'm shocked. <laughs> I'm giving you a chance to think and express yourself. I don't right. want to, it's not a Q&A, you know. Okay, okay, I, I, got you. I, no, no, you. You seem to be a lighter, calmer fellow. The last time we spoke, man, you know. I'm I, trying to behave myself, Dave. <laughs> I'm trying to behave myself. I, I, I'm tired of getting banned from radio stations now. I'm getting old, man. I'm tired of this banning business, man. I'm tired of that, man. Come work with me, man. Work with me, Dave. You know I'm, how it is. I'm working with you, <laughs> It's man. hard like being alone wolf you know it's very it's very lonely i like working with I'll you i'll take it off your own radio station your own family radio station with uh, your own shares in uh, a thousand shares in mm. 
Everything else is minor. And, and then and then they ban you from observer. <laughs> Fair. Hey, at one point in time, I was thinking I was getting a soda box and going on by Papa Bread bus. Mm. And, and I put a megaphone in my mouth and then start for let off. <laughs> No, you don't have to do that. You're with us. You're with us. Uh, you, yeah. you know, the, the fact is that uh, we want to make certain. I like the calmness, though, because it means that you're thinking, you're processing the things that you're about to say, and I like that. Mm-hmm. But in Antigua and Barbuda, we just cannot oppose for opposing sake. We have mm-hmm. to have solutions. I, I give them credit. You know what I like with this government? What? You remember when they, they said they're going to get rid of plastic the plastic bags? Mm-hmm. And we have all those those more permanent plastic bags now? Mm-hmm. That was nice. That was good for them. That was great. For all of us. That was lovely. But then they went and messed up all Guana Island with Yida. So they, you know? Yida was before. No, but I'm saying even though they're supposed to be messing up the, 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 the land bridge or whatever and, and messing up the whole environment. What's the story with Yida though? Nobody knows. He's still building this mega complex over there. But at least they're the, building the, something. The Shangri-La of employment and full employment and zero, zero. Um, Is work going on out there? I see pictures. Pictures I don't s- tell I you I see anything. them moving dirt from one side of one island from mm. the island onto the main island and then back and forth. And they're filling up this land bridge because they're moving the equipment over there. What I'm saying, Dave, is that this is the Shangri-La. The make-believe it's going to be heaven on earth when this project gets finished and we're going to all be employed and everybody's going to be happy and we're going to have um chicken chicken and ham in our fridge why are you so bitter against the antigua bitter this is not bitterness what is it this is me saying i've seen these people i've known these people majority old ones from since i was a child out of fries with papa bird right <laughs> and a leopard can't change his spots but men are different than leopard men are men Right. Well, put it like this. They can't go get a, a skin peel or skin change or whatever you want to call it. They're not going to use no der- <laughs> microdermabrasion. Just like they were then, it's just like the way they are now. They can't change. They can't do any better. And they're up to no good. What do you offer Antigua and Barbuda as the alternative? What we offer the people of Antigua and Barbuda is a, a political organization that is not merely about winning at the next general election. We will not, we prefer to stay in opposition than get elected to form fool on the people of Antigua and Barbuda's purse. I have had enough of it. If I am the grandson of Papa Bird and I can say something is wrong over there, it's not because I'm crazy. It's because I've seen and I've known these people and I've seen how they operate more so that was when I was a child. I came back to Antigua to practice law in 2002. Been around them was my dad's campaign manager in 2004. Officially joined the organization in 2005. And in that eight years, I've seen enough of that. You understand? Enough is enough. There are two political organizations in Antigua, the two major parties. I believe there is room for a third organization. I believe that the more variety you have in choices that is more democracy that is something that your forefathers slaves or people on the colonialism would have died for to actually have more options to look about their children's future and to to provide you with work and a house and educate everybody that is an another option that if those two guys aren't doing it then this one you need to consider we're a small organization and it takes time it's not something that you say you just go up to Kentucky and you order the number two 
number two political party, Charlene via fries and biscuits and, and, and a Coke. It's an organization that takes time to grow. We're taking our time. We're not, we looking at it as the long-term game, the long ball, the long-term position. There was not, something... There was not some, just a short game. There was something that you always... Uh, ad, uh, ad, well, not advocate, you're always pro mm -hmm. uh, legalizing or uh, cannabis. Dave? Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, no, I'm no, sorry to no. tell the Antiguan Barbie, the people, mm -hmm. you're not going to get the same returns now if you legalize it as you would have gotten five years ago at the 2014 election. That was a time, time sensitive, huge revenues because you have to look at Antigua as 108 spare mile islands. Compared to all we the other... We cannot compete, produce marijuana like Jamaica, Trinidad, Dominica, St. Lucia. We're not even half the size of Dominica. We don't have the tracts of land to produce in mass. The True Labour Party, in our 2004 manifesto, was of the opinion we get in there early and try to hold up market, the shares, percentage of the market. And we were going to promote the product in Antigua as the very finest, the kush of the kush. You understand? This is going to be the kaya. We're going to call it the Antigua black ganja. You know, we have the black pineapple. Mm. But this is supposed to be the Antigua black yeah. ganja. We're going to come with something. You know those Cohibo cigars when they have the case and they have the Cuban island on the top? Yeah. But we wanted to have the Antigua island and, and the case of the, the black ganja. Mm. Right? And product of Antigua in Barbuda. And we're going to come with something like, you know, when the, the volcanic ashes from Montserrat hit into the biometric mountains at the Magnish, it mixes with the soil and creates <laughs> one of the richest <laughs> pro products. You understand? We we're going to send We had, like, some people willing to go to Colorado mm. and just sit in the crowd and they have all these ganja marijuana festivals. And I said, this is the best Ganja I've had, but you've never had Antigua Black. Mm. And now I'm going to say, Antigua Black? What's that? And you say, you've never had an Antigua Black? <laughs> right? <laughs> Just to pique their interest. I said, the Antigua Black is the rarest of Ganges in the world. I like the fact and you, you can't, said we the can't, volcanic ash. The volcanic, when the volcanic <laughs> ash from Montserrat misses into the, hits the Magnish Mountains and mixes into the biometric pressure, it, it, it just infuses into the soil and it creates one of the rarest ganges in the world. You were a true salesman. Boy, we had the thing planned. So we wanted to go to, to Colorado and just let them know the Antigua Black is out there. But the only way you could get the Antigua Black is not for export because it's so real. You have to go to Antigua to get that. It was like, it was like a trip to Mecca mm. or to, to seek the Holy Grail. Mm. And that is what we were saying. So it would also increase the tourism product. It would have increased the tourism product. But most of all, Dave, is that we are marketing Antigua's ganja product, legal ganja trade as quantity, quality not over quantity, quality, quality over quantity, mm. right? We could not outproduce these other islands, but the, the quality we wanted to sell um, uh, 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 one joint for like the same price as a Cohibo. Because we're going to go over by, by quality, mm. not quantity. Right now, every other island, you see New York is doing it, Colorado has been doing it, New Jersey is going to legalize it. All these other places are coming on board now. We can't compete with them in productions. So that is where I don't think that even if this government goes ahead with it now, the time for that is not really going to create sufficient revenues for Antigua and Barbara. They, they, they let the ship pass them by. You understand, Dave? We will come up with another economic plan, but I, what we had planned for in 2040 was to use this product 
or these revenues to pay off one thing, our national debt. And that was supposed to go and pay for all the nonsense that the government get us into. And then at least we don't burden future generations with, with that bit of nonsense. Who wants to go pay for our kind of corruption and nonsense waste of money, squandering of money? So that, that Antigua Black Ganja was supposed to at least pay a sufficient all or if a, a significant amount of our national debt. That is gone now, unfortunately. Tito, do you think there's an avenue for us to generate some funds from it? Yes, especially we, we will generate the, the, funds the, from the, it, the, yes. Especially the uh, medical marijuana. Right. And you see, but you have the novelty factor is worn oh. off now. The novelty factor where people would have traveled to get that. When you're in New Jersey and New York or in Boulder, Colorado or whatever, and you can get it. There's no need to come. Why are you going there for that, man? It's not as rare. Everybody's doing it. Mm. I can go to Jamaica. Why travel to Antigua when I could just go down to Jamaica? It's closer. Because we're a safer country to be in. Yeah, but I mean, some of them tourists like that risky. <laughs> risky nature. <you> know? The adventurous. <laughs> the adventurous. The oh. adventure. Mm. Unfortunately. That's the what we're faced with now. Is that time already, Dave? Is that is that clock correct? Yeah, you, you 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 speak a lot, Vale. The time will go on you. Three fifty one thirty. Wow. You know. So yeah. so you you got just another eight minutes also with me. Vale, what's the structure? What's going on? I know that you had plans to build a center. Uh, where are you as far as that is concerned? In we are going up this year. We're going to start this year. Mm. I believe by June or so we'll have our our center being constructed. That is one of the things that we have been really focused, focusing on after the last election because the election came upon us like a thief in the night. So we dropped our plans with the community center and all that stuff. And Dave, you know what happened to me last year where you couldn't even find me? I went away after the election sometime in April, got to New York when I was supposed to come back in May a month after. Don't have my ticket to come back home to Antigua. Couldn't find my passport. No. Boy, it took me four months. <laughs> I didn't get home till August last year, so that messed up all. What do you mean you couldn't find your passport? I lost the passport. So, so what happened to the, the office, the Antigua? I office had to in get. Okay, that's another issue we have to get to. So I lost my passport. The only thing I had on me to show that I, 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 I am who I claim to be, I had a, luckily I had my um, New York State driver's license. Mm. So that at least I have something to say who I am. There was an Antiguan passport? It was not taking a passport. I'm only, a, I, I'm not an American. I'm, I, I've never had anybody else pass. Uh, Bond Garrett, October 27, 1971. I didn't ask you all that. I just give you my, my credentials. <laughs> Wherever you're born does not mean that you're going to I don't have an American passport. I'm a 100% Antiguan. Never had anybody else's passport. That's why I'm so incensed. That's why I take this stuff on so personally. This is it for me. Uh, to my last breath. Did you get to an opportunity to, to, to become a citizen of America? Yes, you had an opportunity. I, I've lived here since I was 11 years old, 1983. I came no, in 2002. Because I really thought that you had an American passport. But, people, but most people think I am. No, no, but, not you're American, but you would have an American passport. Because when I said you lose your passport and it took you that long. So what happened to the office? I thought that that office Listen, is to readily... Uh, uh, and someone who is as known as you are in Antigua and Barbuda, why would it have taken but so long? But they are called the New York Embassy. Mm. They have three lines. One is the, the, the local embassy line. Then they had the, 
the UN line for the Antiguan embassy. Then they had the, the tourism board. But why call them? Number. You're in New York. Why I'm don't calling you go? them first to say, hey, what is what do I need to bring? What should I do? First mm. of all, mm. that was last year, May. <laughs> they haven't returned my call up to now. <laughs> I, I was going to walk over there and find it. Hey, I pick up your phone, Jack. Mm. Luckily, I had somebody that I knew that had the number for the the embassy in Washington, D.C. Mm. When I called the gentleman and explained, hey, I'm in New York. I was trying to get over to the embassy in New York. He said, yeah, I've been trying to reach them. He said, yeah, we tried to reach them too. We can't get them. And the one in Florida. That sounds like a fairy tale, yeah? No, this is the reality. So luckily, I had to hook up with him and then send all my information to him. To into Washington? Yeah, get the, the, the police report for us to say that I lost a passport, carry the, 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 take the copy So much of. fun you were having that you don't know where you were That is why they, 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 That's they, not what I asked. I asked if it's so much fun you were having in New York that you didn't know where you put the travel document. I saw it last at the airport, you know, the app, huh? I can't believe. At the airport? Yes, I came through with the document. Ah. After when I come back, I didn't even check for the document after I got through. It's just when I come back home looking for my passport, can't find it. So luckily, the gentleman, I got my passport eventually. And that is what has held up really the plans for our community center. But it's going ahead. I'm back. I have my passport in a safe place. I don't, I, I actually, <laughs> and when I go and have a shower, I have it in the bathroom. I don't take my, <laughs> Dave is right here with me now. Dave is right here in my bag now. No, I, I don't, don't, I'm I don't, scared. I'm, no, but, I'm but petrified. No, 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 but I don't go any place. In Antigua and Barbuda, without my passport. I listen. I was, don't. I don't. It was a go, horrible experience. Horrible. I, I'm serious. I, you know, I make certain. I, I know I could go in my bag now, and you know, let me make certain it's in this vehicle. Just make, make sure. See, come here, our boy. Me maybe I certain. tell him, Via, Via, you got five minutes. Don't complain when the time finishes. You know, will listen to me now. Look, Via, Dave, See, Dave. I'm, what, what, what is this, Dave? That's your passport. I don't play around with this what here is anymore, this, boy. Via? <laughs> my password and taking a barbuda yeah straight up i don't go listen, any place at all i listen you feel so bad when you, you you lose the document man you're just like what could have happened to that thing i've never lost uh, any of these documents yeah, anymore. Yeah. i don't know why but I, I always make certain that they stay close to me you never can tell what may happen there may be a blockade and they say show your passport oh, yeah, to oh, show. I might, there might be an attacking after run one time so you have no. your passport on you no, I ain't running no place for my Antigua and Barbuda. <laughs> so, we're going about to wrap up this thing. So, uh, you're looking forward to that. Are you continuing to raise funds for the community center? Or are you going to use some of the loot that you may get uh, next week to, hey, to put into it? Not next week. This Wednesday, the 27th, we're going to yeah, court. Yeah, but if you say we're going to court this Wednesday, may not get no loot before Oh, they may, not want to get, they may not want to give it to me, period. <laughs> I'm a lawyer. I know what to do. I'll get my money. Mm. But you have to realize, unfortunately, is the taxpayers of Antigua and Barbie are paying me, not the officer. The government of Antigua and Barbie defended the, the police after beating me and putting me in, forcing prison me in a cell. Then he retired the year before, and they never even showed up to court. It's not that there was a trial, you know, Dave. Mm. Nobody showed up. And but there was a court date. There was a court date in March of last year. And they never showed up all of that, and they filed but How many times have you gone to court for this before? I have been to court at least about 15 times. And they turned the up? Over the year. They showed up, they showed up. They, some, the last time the officer was supposed to show up, he, he said he had the flu. Mm. Then the, the judge was sick a couple of times, and then nothing. And you just got your judgment because they never showed up. So what happened? They just they decided that um, since there was no trial. Dave, mm. when you have video, on what demanded. So you have when a you have video? photographs on what demanded. And they still, the government still defended that nonsense. How are you going to come to court and say it didn't happen? He, that's what he said in his defense now, mm. that it, it never happened. I'm saying, buddy, 
<laughs> Look at the video right here. Mm. Where you th- you see that hand? That's your hand slapping me. So <laughs> That's you actually slapped you there? Cough me up in the back of the head and just punch me up in my back when he tell me take out, t- turn out my pockets. Right, you know, the police station, they have that steel door to go to the courtyard. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah, he put me through there and they turn out your pocket, cough, 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 boop, 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 boop. The man had me like a, a pinball machine. Then, um, Jim and I, they, they pushed, another officer pushed Jim up against the wall because he had the, the, our um, Taiwanese and Tibetan flag mm. on a pole, a boomstick. Mm. And he jammed, jammed Jim got the 83-year-old man up against the wall and push, pushing up against him. That's um, the sort of love we got that day. It's all good. Just pay me. Yeah, <laughs> Interest well. is accruing from March of last year. It's not from October. So it's mm. almost a year interest we're getting. The meter is running. They can do it the easy way or they can do it the hard way. But either way, so, so I'm going to get paid. So that's some guaranteed fund for the center? Of course. Just want to make sure. And of course, you have to go for a drink, of course, out of that. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, you are right, you know, Dave. Is, 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 is red wine, red wine. Red wine, red yeah, wine, of red course. Wine. You know, sweet nice. red wine. Port. I'll, yeah. I'll get you a port. How do you know it's port? I love port too. That's what oh, we drink okay. at the bar. No, I have a friend mm. uh, from London and, he, mm. you know, he's a connoisseur in wine. Yeah. And he says, Dave, I've got to get you that sweet, sweet wine. Right, that's what you I know? love. And he, he sampled, bring all sorts of stuff from from Europe for me to... Bars, the port is the best thing to me. That, I love sweet things. That's what we have at the bar. When you dine at the bar in um, England, you have to do a certain eatings, dinings. Mm-hmm. You have the port with your meal, and then after you finish your meal, you have the sherry. Oh, well. So, yeah, that's what I'm I, not a connoisseur of wine. No, I mean, I just drink it. <laughs> <laughs> we 